This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. not the worst thing in the world you don't sound hard to hear you're just quieter just, just like to whisper in your ears yeah <laughs> Care, careless whispers in your ears now i gotta break out the saxophone <laughs> <laughs> um okay all right now that you got all your dick jokes out of the way oh god what are we gonna do for the show then uh tell more dick jokes i guess oh well you said we got them out of the way. I don't really know. I thought this is when we got the quality content. <laughs> uh, Wait, have we run out of uh, Taco Bell menu items? I have not looked yet. Um, Binder, it's going to look different for you because I have to use a different software to go to YouTube because uh, Lightstream hates us. I just didn't want you to wonder. No. What the as, fuck were you as long about? as we can all communicate, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Corey, if you weren't already made aware josh uh is an acw with dylan and and mike i cut that yeah he was a big part of the live stream that we did uh two weeks ago yeah i'm gonna put your wrestling name in the video and the name of the podcast but i'll just call you bender the whole time that's fine i do want to know why your facebook name is your wrestling name and not your real name uh (laughs) <laughs> so you don't really I, have to answer that i was just crossed my mind like most people no, have a fan I, page and then their personal facebook you just yeah so i never i never created a fan page because i only kind of used it for wrestling stuff mm-hmm. you know like i have family and stuff on there but i i never i tried, try to never have uh personal stuff like stuff with my kids fans are weird uh yeah your, so your fans like I think wrestling fans are a little more extreme in their fandom than music fans. Yeah, I mean, I still when I wrestle in Milwaukee, there's a fan that used to come to every show and my oldest kid, I brought him twice to a show. He was like 5 at the time, right? He's 12 now. And that guy every time I wrestle will corner me sometime. He's kind of a weird guy. I mean, I think he means well, but Right. He will corner me and be like, hey, how's your kid? How's he doing? Growing up? Uh, yeah, great. Thanks yeah, for caring. It's like it's like a common ground, so he gravitates towards that. Yeah. Like there was – so when I still lived in Sheboygan with my parents and I was playing in Sky and the Execution, there was a kid who really, really liked our band. He was, he was our super fan. And there was one day he found out where I lived, and then he brought a bunch of his friends over, and my dad is like, hey, why are there like six kids pointing at my house right now? <laughs> and it was super fan and his buddies and I was like, fuck. And like even ten years after that, I would anytime I would run into him, he would only ever ask about that band. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't even all I know is your name because we made fun of him. 
but right. like, <laughs> like maybe I don't know. Like I don't know. Just don't talk to me. So I get your pain, kind of. Yeah. So you said you've been wrestling for how long? A long fucking time. Since two thousand three. Really? And you're my age, so that before yeah. you were out of high school, you were wrestling. Wow. What made you get into wrestling? I wanted to ask you this during the live stream, and Dylan told me I couldn't ask you guys personal questions. You can ask me as many personal questions as you'd like. All right. <laughs> Pant size, dick length. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> well, nope. You regret uh, that one now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I grew up watching wrestling, obviously, Most you know, like every kid yeah. our age. Um, I don't know. It's just something I thought would be cool to do. And I kind of bonded over it, watching it with my grandma. So, you know, one of those things. And then it was just like, like every kid our age, I backyard wrestled for a while because that was the cool thing to do. Yeah. I did jello wrestling once. (laughs) Did you? Yep. Um, Uh, I've I've never had the pleasure of it. In, man, it was at a park in Cleveland, Wisconsin. Um, I came home dyed red and my mom was not happy. (laughs) it's the only time i wrestled i came home covered in raw sewage once or twice and my grandmother wasn't happy so yeah that that, that that tracks how did you get covered in raw sewage what's that how did you get covered in raw sewage well immersing myself in raw sewage like how else you okay uh why did you immerse yourself in raw sewage we used to spend a lot of time crawling through the pipes underneath mire I was waiting for the point in this in which you told me it was a joke. I wish I was. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> so I am. Uh, I am deeply claustrophobic and uh, quite stupid. So uh, my impressionable ass self at uh, fourteen, fifteen years old would crawl into the pipes under Meyer with my friends because uh, it was the closest we had to playing D and D, I guess. And sometimes. Sometimes the pipe were, pipes were large enough for you to crawl through, but they would also be half covered in ice and water, and you would fall through and probably die. And other times, it was just, let's see how far we can get. Can we make it all the way across Meyer, um, width-wise, which is quite far, uh, to see if we can pop up at our high school, which was several miles away. <laughs> Didn't make it. Okay. Did not make it. Yeah. Uh, that took a turn. Yeah. yeah. Didn't expect to start talking about shit. Sorry, raw sewage. Uh, but it kind of goes with the theme of the movie this week. <laughs> okay. Kinda. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So we were supposed <laughs> to record this yesterday, and I got called into work because something broke, and then I rebroke it again today. But that's a different story. Um, I text Corey about it, and he just starts to tell me about how he's basically dabbing when he wipes at this point because it hurts so bad. <laughs> and that he didn't think he would be able to get through an entire episode because of his trips to the bathroom. I I I took probably three and a half hours to watch this film. It's the like first eighty-two time. minutes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it I kept having to stop to run, not walk downstairs uh, to to use the bathroom for very long periods of time. Have I ever <laughs> and then you on the term sausage thrower? I've not heard that. Okay, so it's coined by a buddy, a friend of ours, dad, actually, friend friend of the show, Seth. Um, his dad once referred to having to shit instantly as a sausage thrower because one time he had to shit so bad he got up and he threw the sausage he was eating to run to the bathroom. 
I, I thought it was like you just putting your ass out and throwing sausages at everybody. That's I, what I, I thought referred it was to be. it as I was shitting taco meat yesterday. Uh, it was it was a horrible horrible time for everyone involved. It was mostly me, but I also you because I texted. That was funny. <laughs> I just was. It was a day. Uh, you were way into it, Bender. Have you ever had a sausage thrower during a match? Um, <laughs> have you shit your pants during a match? Uh, yeah. Have you really? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, man. You wrestling guys poop a lot. No, well, yeah. Well, now you got to tell the story. You're not getting out of this one that easy. Uh, so I was super uh, twice. It, one time was a close call. The other time, yes and no, right? So both times I was severely hungover. <laughs> and uh, my old tag team partner and I were in a gauntlet. If you, I don't know if you know what that is. Um, a gauntlet, right? So like we start in a tag match against another team and then the winner go, then another team comes out and wrestles the winner and it keeps going until there's a final winner. Right. Yeah. So it's like an eight team gauntlet where the, we're the starting team and the promoter wants us to go like 45, 50 minutes, whatever, like get as close to an hour as we can fill and we're winning. Well, I have to shit before we go through the curtain. <laughs> like this is not good. Right. It's going to be a long, I'd have to like call a, you know, it's small show. So part of me is like, I can kind of take liberties here. Maybe I'll just call a timeout and run to the bathroom and it'll be like a funny part of the show, even though we're like these serious big, you know, bruiser type guys or whatever, drinking beer and stuff. And, uh, I took (laughs) a spine buster and pretty sure the dude's shoulder somehow went through my stomach and touched my spine. Like he just drove me into the mat and then I, it, you know, turtled. And then it was like one of those things where I'm not selling my back. I'm actually checking to make sure I didn't shit <laughs> through my trunks down my legs all over the mat. Yeah. It's like kids. You came here for a wrestling show, but now you get a guar concert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, uh, did you ever see so. the video of the UFC? I don't think it's, I shouldn't say do it's an MMA fighter who, shits his pants like he puts a guy puts him in a chokehold and he very clearly shits his pants and then he just falls to the ground and taps out and then plays dumb when there's shit falling out of his shorts yeah. and like all over the mat like yeah uh i don't ever want to be in that position so so it didn't run down your trunks though right or no okay so it's nope. contained yeah but still Thank God. did you finish the match yep squishy pants that was that was the first that was the first team when it happened, that was the end of the first part of the match. Did you just throw your clothes out when you were done? No, I I just washed them. Oh. <laughs> I just, I've had worse. <laughs> what is worse than shitting yourself and then doing physical activity for 45 minutes, did you say? Yeah, roughly. Um, Someone else shitting you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone else shitting you. I guess pretty you, bad. you do have children, so you're probably used to, Well, at this time, I'm assuming you didn't have kids. Yeah, no, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I had I had my oldest. Okay, so you were pretty used to being uh, wrist deep and poopy at this point. Yep. Yeah, but there's a difference between the shit you know and the shit you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know my dog shit, but when I wiped it on my face the other day, I wasn't happy about it. No, why would you be? Yeah, I mean, like I've I've uh... <laughs> wrestling. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in matches where somebody will puke and, you know, like guys just get 
hyperventilate or whatever, or, you know, obviously it's not a secret that wrestling also attracts lots of people that have substance problems, right? And so guys will be all filled up and then they try to exert themselves physically, which isn't great. And then they just puke. And so I've been on a couple of shows where like walk into the ring, somebody in the middle of a match will puke off the side of the ring and not tell anybody in the locker room. And the fans aren't going to clean it up. You know, I mean, we're talking small time here. This isn't like a huge production where there's millions of dollars and there's people to clean the floor. (laughs) We're the guys cleaning the floor at the end of the night too, you know? So they won't say anything. And then you walk to the ring and slip and puke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah. I mean, at least the shows I've been to of yours seem clean-ish. Ah, I shouldn't say that. There's a guy who shit his pants in front of us one time. <laughs> it wasn't me, though. Right? No, 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 no. It was it was a fan. Um, it was uh, June. I believe it was a June show. And he had like six Mountain Dews before intermission. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he just stood up, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." In fact, I, I mean, I, I, normally I get really, really drunk at those things. I haven't so much lately because now I know a bunch of you guys, so yeah, I have to like be kind of an adult. But yeah, there was the, some of the the ones up in Appleton. There was a Tanner show where we just we nicknamed the guy in the front row Whiskey Sour because that's all he drank all night. It was just super oh, belligerent. Oh, they're great, but um, <laughs> not like nine of them at a <laughs> like a, a two. What was it? The rest they're usually at like three on Sundays. That's so like yeah. a Sunday afternoon. I've definitely done at least nine at a wedding uh, when I was fifteen. Yeah, I'm really back into old fashions these days. I can understand that, and not like a dry hand job, but the drinks. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, Binder. What do you? You're normally a beer guy, or do you drink mixed drinks? Uh. Usually it's vodka and water, but now explain to me why. Why like, vodka what? doesn't have much taste, and now you're watering it down. Yeah. So, okay, so you're in yep. it to win it. You're not. You're not in it for flavor. Um. Well, it depends. So, like, I I prefer Tito's over everything, and it's got a little bit of a bite. You can taste it a little bit. Okay. I don't like fruit, and I don't like. Uh, I don't like a lot of ice cubes either. So I used to be just a jack with like three cubes and a splash of water in it. You know, hmm. I'm getting old. I don't like to be honest. I don't drink that much anymore because I can't get come back from the that hangover is like Knock it's not a wood. couple of hours. It's days. <laughs> you know? I haven't had one that has spanned two days yet, but I feel like if I just keep punishing myself, my body will never get used to feeling normal. So I'm always some kind of shitty feeling. Yeah. It's kind of like when you when you've gone swimming and you've got water in your ear for like a week and then all of a sudden it releases and you go, I thought I could hear this whole time, but no, this is this new enlightenment. Like yes. the one the one week that Matt has been, I don't know, put under it, or, or kidnapped or something like that, and he's actually dry, uh, he'll finally start to feel like a human being again. What I'm trying to think, since this whole shutdown, I think there's <clears throat> two days I haven't had at least something to drink. And that makes me sound like an alcoholic. Um, but, right. But I had like half a beer yesterday. So. Yeah, but is it half a beer like out of boredom or is half no, a no, beer no, no, like no, no. with dinner? No. Um, Was it half a beer because you finally broke consciousness after being <laughs> drunk for three days straight? <laughs> Let me, and then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm awake now. It's 1130 p.m. I'm having half a beer. <laughs> this, just this see will if I can not, ride this out. This story will not help my case. Um, I was actually thinking of the day before 
<laughs> not yesterday. Um, the day before, I had half a bottle of beer only because so buddy and i the way that we've been sharing beer is we'll take like the large format bottles and then just cap or like i still have all my beer caps from when i used to bottle beer so i'll recap them and then drop them off at his house and then pick shit up so he had three for me and i had two so to have a make a third one i drank half a beer to give him that don't shake your fucking head at me it's not like i was just gonna dump out half a beer no it's an imperative it's an imperative that i have this beer um, you know, whatever. I, I thought I was I had it and I was like, I'll have a couple, and then I had half one and I was like, I'm not not into it tonight. What is that Sunday? What the fuck did I do Sunday? That's oh, a good I was supposed oh. to be on someone else's podcast and then he was like, Oh yeah, I'm hungover and the other guys want to do it. I'm like, You f- I fucking rescheduled mine to what was supposed to be yesterday, which is now today, <laughs> to do this, and then I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Fucking people. <laughs> So you shit yourself trying to watch Blair Witch, which is what we're going to talk about. I didn't shit myself. I made it to the bathroom. It just took multiple trips. Like every time I get down there and I think I was done, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 50 now. I kind of recognize, yeah, this is probably going to be most of my day. Um, <laughs> by the second time through, I'm like, I fucking fool me once, but not now. So, uh, but it was like I was getting to the top of the stairs and going, yeah, I'm not going to be up here but more than a minute and then just like turning around and going back down again. Should just take so your phone into the bathroom and finish the movie on the toilet. Uh, no, so I also was looking for the movie and every place wanted to fucking charge me and I'm like, I'm not paying for this goddamn piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but it, it turned out that uh, because I'm a Comcast subscriber, I went to just see, well, maybe it's on Comcast, just on an, on an F, and it's part of uh, their new Peacock rollout which I had been wondering when and if I was going to get that. And it's just like, hey, yeah, you want to watch Blair Witch? No, I don't. Well, we're going to fucking let you anyway. Uh, welcome to Peacock. Like, yeah, this is this. Is, I got cocked by watching the Blair Witch Project. Uh-huh. Which I watched again. Uh, after finally, like, uh, settling, like, it's not going to be last night. Uh, I was just like, I, I can't tell you anything that happened in this fucking movie other than me being annoyed and and crapping my eyes out so i rewatched it again directly after and that just made me miserable <laughs> i do want to point out since i know Corey, you're probably in the youtube chat erica is drunk so she's gonna be <laughs> a lot more snippy than normal um I can't you're not missing anything because she's a fucking shit human and i kind of hope she chokes on her next margarita <laughs> the lime just gets lodged in her throat and then goes, and then Dan thinks she's possessed so he beats her with a baseball bat fingers crossed do you think she's a basic lime uh yeah, don't get me wrong certain. I love basic lime margaritas I used to drink the mix without the alcohol uh, they're too like zippy like there's too much tang lime zip I like yeah, I enjoy that sometimes like, yeah I'm kind of I'm a, kind of a bitch like I'm a fruit bitch <laughs> But you give me a strawberry daiquiri, and I'll fucking knock the hell out of that. There is a funny picture on the internet, which you don't have to look very hard to find. It is me drinking a strawberry daiquiri in a death metal band shirt. Yeah. Uh, look, Basic lime, spicy mango, those are my faves. Well, you know, You're the type of person that uses the word fave, too. <laughs> Today was basic <laughs> lime, which is what we all assumed. Um, so... <laughs> Back to the Blair Witch. I really wanted to watch the Bear Wench Project, which is something we talk about doing, and we keep missing um, April Fools. 
Oh yeah, because we're dumb. But uh, yeah, so this movie—it reminds me a lot of middle school because that's when it came out. Like I remember watching it on VHS before going to a middle school dance. I met my wife uh, when I, I watched this movie. Like Aaron and I were newly dating uh, when this thing came out. So fuck you. So I'd like to point out the fact that Erica's husband Dan just texted me a picture of him holding a bat. So my plan is going to fruition, boys. A fruit oh. bat? Is that what you said? A fruit bat? Yeah, I was asking. What did no. you mean by a bat? It's a baseball bat. Okay. Little, it's like a little one. But uh, Binder, you're the same age as me. So yeah. I, and that's the reason I asked what, you, what year you graduated while I was watching this, is because that is like my, I don't even want to say best memory, but it's literally my first memory of this movie was they had this little like 12, 18 inch TV that sat on top of a dresser when I, in, my, in my bedroom. And just yep. putting the VHS in that and watching it before going to this dance. Um, so I guess I'm curious if like that's why you wanted to watch this movie because it has some sort of something yeah. to your childhood. So <laughs> I kind of have a fun story. But, so I remember like the buildup and all that, like watching the trailers for the movie, which were super creepy. Mm-hmm. And my best friend at the time, and I like we the, we talked about it for a week before out we go to the movie store and rent it you know we're gonna order pizza and have a sleepover and the whole thing right it's super exciting and my dad watched the movie with us and the whole time he's just scoffing like my dad's like kind of a big biker like man's man kind of dude you know so the whole time he's just like this is the dumbest thing i've ever watched and then we're so freaked out and then he's like all right time to go to sleep like whatever right and we're sleeping in the living room and we woke up in the morning and he had woken up just before us and went outside and gathered rocks and put piles <laughs> at our heads. So we, you know, of course we wake up and we're freaking out. That's but yeah, I mean, I think this movie and scream were like the two that I remember the most as a kid being like, you know, kind of huge projects. I, I don't know. Yeah. I remember the viral marketing was really big on this one and that's kind of really what big. most people remember. Uh, I believe there was like an internet game, like a hide and not a hide and seek, but like a scavenger hunt or some shit. Uh, so yeah. the the thing that I remember with this is, like I said, Aaron and I had just started dating. Uh, so her and a bunch of her friends, uh, my friend uh, Cork, his girlfriend, they were all nineteen, twenty. Uh, I was in my mid twenties, and so we'll just go with that. And and they had the the buy in was a hundred percent on this. Like we all thought it was real. We hadn't seen it yet. It was coming out the next day or something. But one of them had downloaded what they thought was the footage from it on the internet, and it turned out that was the actual movie. Like it had just they had gotten it, but they had done um, like some fake specials and stuff. They had introduced the whole Blair Witch thing on another show. So all this stuff was out there and making it feel like it was real and they had on the imdb thing which is still pretty new at that point that these people were all still considered missing the actors who were in this went by their real name so they were they were listed as being missing at that point in time so everybody watched the movie over at my uh my apartment that night and we all thought this was real footage we had no idea and and looking at it now it's like well what fucking obvious bullshit but at that point in time, certainly on a, a 19-inch TV as well, you just you had the buy-in. You just kind of bought it. 
the hardest thing for me is the carrying the fucking cameras everywhere. But at least one of the guys keeps saying, why the fuck do you have to keep filming us? Don't you understand this is stupid? Why do you keep doing that? And then he does later on say, oh, I get it now because it takes you out of reality, which at that point in time was still pretty new. We weren't used to looking through cell phones at everything. Yeah, so I did a little bit of research like before this. You know, I watched it Friday night and... That's one of the things that I, I saw that came up was that they built like their website and did a couple of different things, like Corey was saying, where they rolled this out to try to make people believe that it was a real story, like did a special on, you know, whatever it would have been at that time, like a discovery or something like that. And, you know, maybe that's the charm of, of the movie. But do you, uh, did you ever see Cannibal Holocaust? No. I mean, don't. Like, I'm not, this is not me <laughs> endorsing watching that movie. It is fucking gnarly. But it was another one where they very much tried to push, like, it's real and all this stuff happened and all these people are missing. Like, that guy, and I think that came out in the 80s, but that guy was taken to court over the murders of the people and then had to, like, hunt them down and be like, you need to come to this and prove that this was just a movie. <laughs> like, it was some real shit. So I think, like, Blair yeah. Witch probably, the guy was big a big fan of that, and I'm sure I could spend five minutes Googling it and figure it out, but yeah. this is uh, an internet show, so what I'm saying is right. But I'm guessing the guy was a big fan of, like, uh, Cannibal Holocaust, and that's kind of what he was going for. Um, it was our generation's Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. and he, he treated it like it was it was supposed to be found footage, which was... At that, there was real found footage stuff like this that was scary, and he found that was more terrifying than a horror film. So he's like, well, what if I take a horror film, but I do it as found footage? It wasn't a brand new concept, but it was very much new at that moment. It wasn't something that people had seen a lot of, and then it got copied by everybody after that. Yeah. Um, Naturally, when someone else has a good idea, just redo it a bunch of times. That's the American way. Yeah, I don't know that it was a good idea. It worked once, and it made an incredibly successful film, but the replay value is shit, I think, and (laughs) it just, everything that's come after it has been universally terrible in the sense of the found footage thing. Like, they may have good stories, they may have good acting, but there's still found footage, and it's just so frustrating to watch that crap. So, before we get back at, okay okay so having watched the first one i decided on sunday morning that we were gonna watch book of shadows then also oh yeah i told my wife like, i was gonna watch all three um watch book of shadows and i forgot how horrible that movie is Beatmaster in the chat is trying to say that book of shadows is good um and i know bender you think it's shit too i'm sure Corey thinks it's shit i have a love for it but why uh, because now that's one thing I'll say about the Blair Witch is that its sequels didn't try to do the same thing over again, which is something that I don't like at all about the Paranormal Activity movies, where it's just the same fucking thing again and again and again, and you get like thirty seconds of an actual story by the end of it. Book of Shadows, I I find charming in the fact that it really was trying to do something that was evocative of the Blair Witch but not doing the Blair Witch a second time. And that, if that's all I can say about it, that's still a step up. Yeah. So Beat says that quite, he said quite decent, not good. So he says quite decent does not equal good. Ah, whatever. Fucking, I guess I was wrong. But 
Um, I remember not hating it, and then I rewatched it, and it was just really cheesy, and the acting was really bad. But the story wasn't horrible. Like I, I kind of liked like um, uh, Human Centipede does this too, where like the the next movie exists in the universe of the previous. So if right. you've never seen Human Centipede, the first one obviously is about a German doctor who makes a human centipede. The second one is a super fan who really liked the movie, so he makes his own human centipede. And then the third one is a uh, sheriff at a jail who really liked the guy who made the human centipede in the last movie, so he makes this jail yard human centipede. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking... The third one is so goddamn ridiculous, like I had to watch Paul Blart 2 to like cleanse my palate. <laughs> It was and then that part where he got everybody together in the mall and made a human centipede out of him. <laughs> Paul, Paul Blart 3, human centipede cop. Right. Human cop. Might be on to something. No, no, might be a millipede. What he would do is he would hang him off the balcony and then toss a coin in one and see if he could get it in the fountain when it comes out the other end. <laughs> where is highbrow comedy here? Yeah. Paul Blart 3. Make a wish. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to make a Paul Blart 3. I hope so. I hope so, too. That's a franchise I can get behind. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of room back there. Oh, zing. <laughs> oh, man. As a fat man, I'm allowed to make jokes at Kevin James' Didn't he, expense. I, th- I thought he lost a bunch of weight. Or I I'm sure he did, because he can do that, and oh, I can't. Oh, fuck yeah. If I had movie star money, I'd be real thin. I mean, he, he, looked, he looked, you know, big, but solid, and here comes the boom. A movie that I did not yeah. watch. King of... <laughs> what, was that movie any good? I did not watch it. <laughs> I don't believe you for one second. I really didn't. Blink twice if it was okay. I'm not blinking. Damn it. You really didn't watch it. Binder, I, I've I not seen it. it. It's It's got Sama Hayek in it, I think. So I think you're right. Bender, you got this There's look that. on your face like you watched it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> How is it? It's pretty decent. All right. I'm going to totally illegally download this. The, the thing about... It's no zookeeper. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't say anything to that. I, I've never seen Zookeeper, but I hear it's pretty bad. Uh, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Uh, maybe I should comment on that. It's not yeah, bad. I don't, I don't want know. to publicly defend that movie. That's so, yeah, right. That's what he's saying. And. So, and Kevin James is not without his charms. Yeah. I think that's what we'll go. With, yeah. Is that as 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 bad as a lot of the Adam Sandler group people are of like they just make their films and they're they're crap and that that's okay because they're crap that has an audience. Uh, right. Most of the guys are not necessarily people that I just would enjoy watching in anything. Kevin James is a is a pretty funny and charming guy in a lot of ways. I I I can get behind watching a bad movie with him in it. Yeah. Uh, did that, you? That's probably that's a great explanation. Actually, really is. Did you hear about the Burt Kreischer interview with Adam Sandler, where Burt asked Adam Sandler if he had Netflix? <laughs> and there was yeah, that someone was like, "Hey, man, he has a three hundred million dollar deal with Netflix. I think they just throw it in." Right. <laughs> uh, that made me think of it because he did that one his um fuck it was like murder mystery or something like that was i think one of his last mm-hmm. i thought it was actually really good it was very much like an updated clue but i still thought it was yeah. really good it was really popular first of all don't talk down about clue uh, I, I wasn't talking but, down about clue i like clue too <laughs> no it it 
it did very, very well for Netflix. And and most of his stuff does. Aaron was watching the one where he was like some Hollywood producer guy or something the other day. And I just kind of wandered through the room and it was it was one of one of his bits that I was not into. Like he has again, there'll be the Adam Sandler movies like The Wedding Singer or Fifty First Dates or something like that. We're like, oh okay, yeah, Adam Sandler is pretty good. And then it'll have something where he's like tremendous in it, and then he'll do little Nikki. You know, and I'm like, fuck you and that shit idea. Like, take a weird voice and make a character out of it. That's all you do. <laughs> um, yet I, I like the water boy in a certain degree. Yeah. But but this was it sounded like it was just that kind of, oh, he came up with this weird voice and an annoying trait or two and made a whole movie around it. And, and that just puts me right out of the room. I'm, I'm trying to think of what movie you're talking about, but now it. I think I do know what you're talking about. Little Nicky was the the hell one. No, not that one. The one he's talking where he's the producer or whatever. Oh, Sandy Wexler. Yes. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yep. Um, I have, and that's the other thing too is that you know it's a Sandler movie because he just throws a name up there and it's like, yeah, it's all about this. Yeah. Is it? It can be whatever. Good. I couldn't tell you because did again like it? She didn't turn it off. Yeah, but I've heard, your wife has watched some real turds in her day. Sure. Uh, so do I. You know, so, it just it, different levels of what we can maintain. Fucking, so we watched Extraction before this. Currently number one on Netflix. My wife hates action movies, and she turned it on because yesterday she watched Salt and was pleasantly surprised, so now apparently she's into action movies. <clears throat> Salt was the Angelina Jolie one? Yes. With that being said... <laughs> I was doing uh, some the Eventbrite stuff for ACW, and she was on her phone. And like an hour in, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. All I've heard are gunshots. And then she kind of said the same thing. She's like, I don't know, just picking someone up, and there's just a lot of gunshots. So I like proceeded to make dinner. I have no idea what the fucking movie's about. <laughs> I, I saw Liam Hem- Liam's Hemsworth get shot and fall off a bridge. That's all I know that happens in the movie. And if you really wanted to see it, and I just ruined it for you, I am sorry, but. I- you you just piqued my interest. I'm not, and that's the thing. Like I really, uh, like I obviously I do a Fast and the Furious podcast. I'm into stupid action movies, uh, but I don't fucking know what happened there. I do really want to watch Bloodshot, by the way. Uh, yeah, that that seems fun. But uh, Beatmaster, I don't know which version of Salt it was. She had to tell me what it was. I saw Angelina Jolie for two minutes and did not achieve erection, so I left. <laughs> then I, I suggest you move on to Atomic Blonde. Oh, I don't know. If it's not Hackers, I don't want to see Angelina Jolie in anything. Well, it's not Angelina Jolie. It's Charlie's Theron. Well, I was already... I had the Hackers comment cocked. I know. You're always cocked with the hack. <laughs> You're going off hack cocked. I love the movie Hackers. <laughs> Bender, have you seen the movie Hackers? Uh, I feel like I probably have, but... Uh, I believe it was 95 it came out. Um, Angelina Jolie, you see side boob, partial nipple. Um, fuck, I don't even know who. I don't know the names of anyone else in it. Hey, let's let me let me pull this bad boy up. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller, that, who I think was guy. married to her at the time from Train Spotting. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew uh, Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, who plays drugs and everything. Yeah, he plays serial killer, right? Yep. So then the next thing we see him in, he plays an actual serial killer. Yep. Uh, we got the phone freak, who I only remember that kid from being the little guy dancing around in... Oh, the Phantom Freak. Con Air. The Phantom Freak. Phantom Freak. Yep. 
So, anyways, this whole movie because I I love this movie beyond no. Fisher Stevens. Oh Fisher yeah, Stevens plays the the major back and uh, the isn't Penn Teller or sorry Penn Jillette. Penn Jillette isn't it as yeah um like the security guard at the Gibson. Now I haven't seen this movie since before I originally saw the Blair Witch, so I'm I'm really I'm trolling back here. Gonna rewatch Hackers to be perfectly yeah. honest. Anyways, Hackers is about it, it starts out with this kid who's like I think he's ten at the time or something, who hacks into some computer and like takes down a bunch of banks and he gets ro- uh, that he gets arrested, and then they're like you can't touch a computer till you're eighteen, and then it's like whoa eight years later he's moving to New York. And he's staying up all night, and he's hacking into TV stations, and then he's switching the tapes, and then he gets into like a hack battle where they're trying to change the tape on each other. <laughs> Dude, this movie is so '90s. Um, goes to a new school, and then like starts meeting all these hackers, and then by the end of it, they find out that the the plague Fisher Stevens is trying to steal money from a company, and they're trying to find the worm that he planted in the garbage bin to bring him down. <laughs> but it is every cheesy like computer trope and bad computer graphics dude it's so goddamn good when the the lockdown is over i'm gonna make you food we're gonna drink beer and watch hackers <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like a, a sounds like a threat yeah then you're going to regret ever having <laughs> me. I, I would double feature it with sneakers but i think sneakers are going to bring too much class to the the joint Beatmaster does say crash and burn, which is a big one because Johnny Lee Miller is crash override because he can't use zero cool, which everyone knows him as because that's what he got arrested as. Angelina Jolie is acid burn, so at the end they go on a date and it's crash and burn. God damn it. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, I I remember distinctly Fisher Stevens skateboarding (laughs) through hallways or something like that. I also want to point out Fisher Stevens played, uh, he was in uh, Short Circuit. Well, Short Circuit Two, he was As, actually the lead of. He, yeah, he was. He's like it's an it's an Indian scientist, correct? That he yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a it's a it's a very not going to happen today. Also, it if you ever get time. the chance, watch My Science Project with uh, him and Dennis Hopper and. Fisher Stevens is just basically dropping gay slurs throughout the entire movie as the comic relief. Uh, it is it is rough <laughs> to watch that now. Actually, sounds right up my alley. It is. It is in many ways a very charming film, except it's like, oh, I can't. I can't believe this for anybody. <laughs> well, I'm in Michigan. Maybe I can play it for some people. Now you could, yeah. Maybe if you go up into the UP, you'll be good up there. <laughs> uh, you're a little too close to civilization. They're still on Betamax in the UP. Oh man, that reminds me. I have Laserdisc downstairs. No Laserdisc player, but I own Laserdisc. Terminator 2 and Hellraiser, in case you were curious. I w- Did you hear HBO is going to be doing a Hellraiser series? Yeah, yeah, they're doing another movie, too. The movie is is separate, but yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. HBO is planning on doing an, uh, a series about people who became Cenobites. Mm. Uh, I, I really I'm like Cinnamon Bites. Yeah, Cinnabites are fantastic. Um, yeah, I saw that the other day. Um, I didn't pay any attention to when, when's it supposed to come out. A timeline is going to be sketchy right now. Oh, like there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's, yeah. People are uh, keep people keep complaining about music releases getting pushed. Bender, I know we've talked a shitload about music lately, but uh, I don't think people quite understand that like production plans are shut down 
And if no one's pressing your CDs, you can't release them. Um, Yeah, unless you were pushed back for some other reason previously, and it's already done. Right. 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 But even like Carcass had a new album coming out in August. I know you're both big Carcass fans. Uh, They've pushed that one mostly because they can't get it pressed. If I don't have Carcass to listen to on my drive to church, what am I going to do? Well, you still can sleep easy. You can listen to Surgical Steel, which is their last major album release. That or is, that is true. If you want to kill yourself, listen to Swan Song. Yeah, got me through some hard times. Swan Song is not a good album. Please don't listen <laughs> to it. I'm, I know I'm just speaking gibberish at both of you right now. Um, well, a little bit. Yeah, no, Carcass is Carcass is the definitive like death metal band. Like when a lot of times when people say like, "What was one of the first death metal bands?" It's usually Carcass. Uh, I saw penises when I saw them. Like they had video screens and it just kept flashing a dick once in a while. Kind of took me by surprise. So it's like looking at my wife's Instagram page. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I am right. I finally scrubbed that from my brain. Uh, Kluch, uh Binder, if you want to uh, look at Instagram dicks, check out Corey's wife. Hag attack. Hag underscore attack. I don't even know if you have an Instagram. I don't. I don't think so. You're so bad at. So I mean, it'd be great to take pictures of your shorts when you're done with a match. Yeah. I'm sure there's an audience for that. Oh, you could sell. Guarantee them. there is. I need you. Okay, we're going to set up an OnlyFans for you. <laughs> $15 a month. You can see all your shitty shorts after a match. Do yeah, you I know what OnlyFans are? I, yeah, I have an idea. Okay, it's like a Patreon book for titties. Right. And shit shorts. And for titties. I don't actually. <laughs> shorts. I actually don't know if there are only uh, dudes OnlyFans. Like, I mean, the, there should be. I know. I, I kind of want to look, but I don't want to get too sidetracked. Um, like, I think <laughs> um, it should be like onlybros.com. No. I mean, you know. I First know. of all, I will guarantee you that onlybros.com is is in use for something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I also forgot to look at the Taco Bell menu. That's uh, okay. Uh, I think we, we've talked enough about the results of what happens when you have the Taco Bell menu. <laughs> this is your life. Not that I have. Bell. Oh, yeah. I think they put the party packs. I think they came out with new party packs. $10 party pack. Is it a taco and burrito pack? They're offering free shipping through Grubhub right now. Yeah. And they keep giving that's, that's very popular right those now. tacos. Um, <clears throat> every like couple of days, Grubhub says they deliver to me, and then they don't. But I feel too bad to let someone bring me food all the way out here, so I just don't do it. And the thing is, is you're the kind of person who would actually tip the the people who are bringing you the stuff, yeah. And not one of those assholes who's just gonna like, well, I don't have to see you, so I'm not gonna yep. fucking tip you. I um I have been going out to eat once a week, and because I don't like trying new things, I do, I really do. But I I like want to sit down and like digest a menu, not like pick on the internet and then tell you. Um, I've been tipping like almost the same price I'm paying because. Yeah. And. I think that's kind of what you and uh, yeah that's fucking whatever. I, I'm saving when so I, much gas not driving to work every day that I'm just flush with <laughs> cash right now. Um, I'm not, but I'm still <laughs> tipping well <laughs> because I appreciate the fact that the restaurant across the street is there and, and is willing to feed me uh, when I need to randomly stop by and pick up a burger or whatever. You also, how far do you drive for work? Normally, forty minutes. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Never mind, I take it back. But don't you drive like a go kart? Uh, I would normally drive a Fiesta, although I've been driving Aaron's uh, more recreational vehicle thing that they moved her to because they stopped selling the Focuses when she Ooh, renewed her release last year. Okay. Hmm. 
So it, it, I was, I'm going through, when I was working, I was going through a tank a week, whereas with the Fiesta, it was closer to every two weeks. And now gas is so fucking cheap. I don't know about by you. Here it's it, it was a dollar five. I feel like I'm losing money by not filling up. In yeah. our town, it's a dollar fifty. But yeah, it, in where I worked, it was closer to a dollar. Yeah, it was ninety five cents for a while. Yeah. yeah, and and now I don't even go to work. I had to go to work today. That was fun. Well, they said that they're gonna have to start wearing masks in the building, and with my breathing issues. And uh, heart issues and, you know, everything else. It, I just can't do it. Your fat cock issues? Yeah, that, it's true. I, I, I can't wear a mask because people will only be able to identify me by the bulge of my pants. Okay, so speaking of pants bulges, I don't know if I think, I know, Bender, you watch football. Did you see the video of Stefan Diggs running 23 miles an hour on a treadmill? No. Okay, so this thing exists. Not only is it, it just amazing that the guy can run 23 miles an hour, he turns around and his dick is massive. Like he's wearing like compression <laughs> shorts and he turns on and all you see is, is just his meaty sub sandwich. Well, maybe his dick is what's pulling him forward. Yeah. <laughs> he's constantly falling forward, right? There's, so there, there's, there's a source of water ahead of him and the dick is just like, oh, this way. Oh, let's go. <laughs> his dick compass. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So a Divining a rod. Oh. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to football at all because I'm not real confident there's going to be a season. Um, there's that. I think they would rather play it with no one in the fan in the stands than not play one at all. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, we'll see. But I, I also, I'm a Lions fan. So I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I'm not so, even really any fan, and I'm just gonna make fun of you. Um. Yeah. So. I don't watch football until the season starts because, you know, they have the whole season to let me down. I don't need to pay attention to drafts and stuff. Uh, but Lions fan, there's your OnlyFans.com right there. <laughs> uh, oh. However, I don't know why, but I've been missing baseball. Um, is it that you miss baseball or is it that you just miss a sport? I'm I don't know, cause I like I like baseball, but it's one of those things that you put on and you kind of half watch while you're cooking dinner, or yeah. do you, you know, it's on while you're doing whatever. Do you normally go to Timber Rattler games? I do. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's like that's I miss that more than anything. I don't like watching it on TV, but I enjoy going. And like I don't know, there's something about it. Yeah, if yeah. you're already being held captive in your house for the last two months, then you feel like oh, well, being held captive for a few hours with a bunch of other people, where at least they serve us food. At an overpriced oh, selection. You, they're, they're doing pickup now for food. Yeah. <laughs> you can get like a hot dog and a brat and shit. Although, let me tell you, my crowning achievement in life is when I caught a brat from the Bratzuka. <laughs> I was there for work. It was like a noon game on a Wednesday or something. And I may have been full of some giggle juice. And we're on the party deck in the outfield. And really only Bender knows what I'm talking about when I say this, but... It landed between us, like we were the party, um, if you're looking from home plate, just to the left of like that shack. There's like okay. that brick building, it's a it serves beer. Yep. So we were there, and then there was, on the other side of like the tent, the party hut, was another party, like another group. So it landed in between the two, and my dumbass goes, holy shit, and I take off running for it. Another woman from the Donner party comes running at me too. And I see this and I lock eyes with her and I just go, 
box out. And I turn and I stick my ass out at her and I pick it up and just walk away. <laughs> and like everyone's like, dude, she looks super bummed. I'm like, well, she's too slow. <laughs> like yeah. all I've ever wanted to do is eat a brat zuka brat. Um, it's not that great because it's smashed and then it hits the ground and explodes. But yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I just yeah, want to shoot them. Oh, fuck me too. We, we got to be able to make this happen with oh. your good looks and my connections. Been, I've been this close to being able to do all that fun stuff there. Why not? Why? Uh, what happened? We were actually supposed to run a couple shows there. Come on. We still have one tentatively scheduled for the Doc Spiders. Oh, nice. Okay. That's uh, Fond du Lac, right? Yep. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Well, uh, ACW or someone else? Okay. Huh. That'd be fucking cool. I hate Fond du Lac, but I would drive there for that. Yeah. Hmm. Do they have a. Yeah, those guys, they're super cool. Like, they, when we had the meeting, they were so excited to even talk to us about the, you know, the option of doing it. Well, Dylan went with, right? Yeah, obviously. So so they gave him a phone book to sit on? The whole time I was just trying to figure out how we can dress him as a spider for the night. Pretty easily. Yeah, like it's just I mean, already kind of round, right? You just add a couple like, just put some legs on him and let him run around. Yeah. <laughs> and you know he'd do it. Yeah. Get oh, him yeah. like a couple shots of whiskey. Stop him there. <laughs> Have fun stopping him there. But you know. <sighs> Where are we in this movie? I don't even think we, we didn't started talking talk about this movie really. No, not really. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast of Terror. Um, let me see. We're, well, we're over 45 minutes then, I can tell, so I guess it's time to start talking about the movie. Uh, some people are trying to figure out about this witch. Yeah. They go to the <laughs> woods. They run around with cameras. Weird stuff so the, happens. The movie's very front-heavy as far as the plot goes because it's all exposition of interviews and things at the beginning of the film, we get we introduce the characters. Oh, we're going to go do this documentary about the Blair Witch. Then they go and they interview a bunch of townsfolk where the stuff is around where it's supposed to have happened. And a bunch of people give different stories as to what the Blair Witch mythos is. And some of them about a girl who was accused of being a witch in the 1800s. Some about this uh, guy who killed seven kids uh, <laughs> in the... I think like the 40 years or something. They just, they go through a bunch of different stuff to kind of like say, well, it's about this or it's about this or it's about this coffin rock. I think is the thing yeah. where the guy killed the kid. It's the Carnes. And then it just is them fucking, I don't know, hobbiting around the fucking woods for an hour until shit actually starts to happen in the middle of the night. And it's filmed so poorly that you don't really know what the fuck is going on. Like it was, Maybe forgivable because of how the screen quality and stuff was in the early night or sorry, the late nineties when this came out. And I was watching it on, you know, two TVs at that point. Watching it on a larger TV now with, with high definition, this is when I finally realized, oh, that's what everybody kept meaning meaning when they were talking about getting motion sickness from this. Yeah. It's like cause now I'm looking at it and it's big and it's taking up the whole fucking view and like, oh God, this is shitty. But also Half the time, they're just like they're arguing with each other and having stupid conversations, and nothing's actually happening. It's the, the it's the second movie, Lord of the Rings, for the most part. It's just 
I mean, and it's yeah. a, it's a it's kind of a good point. I don't know. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm trying to think of like a intelligent way to put it, but it, I think they're trying to clearly show tension between the group. But you yeah, have to pay a lot of fucking attention for the payoff at the end to actually be a payoff. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think they set the table really, really well with the interviews at the beginning with the people because you get such a a, a variety of people calling back to the stories. You know, there's a mixture of things. So it's like, OK, so we know something or a couple of things have happened. And then they have like the one or two mixed people in there. They're like, ah, it's just bullshit. Right. Right. So it makes you feel like, you know, like a news kind of thing or like they're actually trying to do a documentary. If if their goal is to try to make you feel like this whole thing is real, I thought they set the table well. And then all the stuff in between till things start happening, like, yeah, it's boring. But I guess if they were filming, that's what it would have been anyway, right? So Right. And it's boring, but there's not even like a lot of callback to the conversations that they had earlier to make you feel like, okay, yeah, so this was worth paying attention to. Or if you missed it at the beginning, because the interviews yeah. are not really well done, they're, they're, they feel very improv, which is good. It feels authentic. But it doesn't mean that you're getting the information well enough that you can like absorb it in and understand what's happening. So that when you get to the end point and it's like, oh, one of them standing in the corner, I wonder why the fuck that is. Right. Oh, yeah. On my third rewatch, I realized... Because yep. this guy put people in the corner when he killed the other one. Yep. But it there's such a stretch between those things of not that stuff happening. And we get like the the figures that are all the like the rocks that are stacked up when we get the and Heather even makes that that line where she says, What did that lady say earlier? I totally wasn't paying attention to her. It's like fucking that was me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, <laughs> you were speaking for me. I wasn't paying attention either. If you couldn't give a shit, how the hell am I supposed to give a shit? Right. Uh, so, <clears throat> Beat points out the fact that having watched this on tape, like, kind of added to the whole bootleg quality because you know, oh, I found this tape here. Watch it. And right. I don't, I don't. And obviously, the way that they made this and and uh, all the marketing that went into it, they never really thought about the fact that in uh, what twenty two years later, you could stream it off of the internet and uh, you know TVs would be what they are and all this shit. So, I guess kind of take it for what it's worth. And I think that's how. For me, and I assume Bender, it's like being able to relate back to when I was, you know, 13 years old or whatever, and I would watch this for the first time, and I don't remember it scaring the shit out of me, but I also, like, I was putting on cologne and getting prepared to do some of this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's... Uh, Is that how you masturbate? I don't understand. Uh, what the well, there's, there's two guys, and they're standing over yeah. me, and I'm trying to get that sweet, sweet milk. Bender, I know hopefully they've had six Mountain Dews. Oh, it's gonna be gelatinous. I know, Bender. I know you took a bunch of notes, so I want to make sure that you can talk about all those. No, I well, you know what? I didn't even bring my notes with me. (laughs) I got them all up here, though. Okay, yeah. As long, I mean, I just want to make sure that we can cover everything because you seemed all about this. And normally, I set the bar really low when people come on. Well, so. Like when, when you had asked me about coming on and I had said, you know, I think we should do Blair Witch only because it might be the best and the worst scary movie ever. Right. Like, right. Kind of. 
I mean, you know, you guys were talking about like paranormal activity, like it kind of set the bar for or set the tone for some successful things to happen with these found footage or, you know, and you think about it, like I was looking at um, the research I did, I was looking at their budget. So the budget for this movie was only $60,000. Man after my own heart. It it cost them probably like eight bucks to make the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm and sure the rest more all went into the, you know, the marketing and stuff, which when you think about it, it made however many millions of dollars. That's pretty successful. 248.6. Yeah. <laughs> it did all right. Yeah. I'd say it did pretty great. But that's, so. the, that's kind of the same with the first Paranormal Activity. The budget was $15,000, and I want to say, as I drag out my words, it made $193 million. Yeah. Right. That That's what we're at, is that the... And I, I hate saying this. Some of the horror movies, they're very low budget for just a little bit of ambiance and the ability to scare people in a theater to make them feel like they're a good enough movie without having story or anything else. And then they're looked at as being a huge success. So then we get fucking 10 paranormal yeah, activities. Right. But that's the thing. So Beatmaster says that these numbers are giving Bloomhouse an instant erection, which I 100% agree with. Um, but I know, I feel like we've made this point before. So the first paranormal activity was like a $15,000 budget. The second one was $3 million. Mm-hmm. So and that's the problem is they made so much money on the first one. They're like, all right, fucking we'll throw money at it. And then it didn't make as much made. I mean, 177 gross, not net. But so and I think as it went on, they probably put more and more money into it and then started getting back less and less money. Funny story about Paranormal Activity 1. Uh, my wife and I went and saw it on like a Thursday afternoon. She got carded. We were like. 25 at the time the guy had to put his D book down to card my wife so bender when you <laughs> finally meet her for real you can bring that up if you want i'll, I'll put my D book down on carter uh <laughs> like this one uh, I, <laughs> uh, I started playing D online since i can't do a whole lot uh Fair enough. yesterday i was saying something to her and she's like well my pussy just dried up <laughs> cool you're fucking playing D online without me like i feel like you cheat on me enough by doing another horror podcast and Blame a fucking America podcast that, that i kind of came up with the concept for that one with I better people stole. than me on both fronts and fuck you do D without me you shit so someone mentioned it to me and then they're like we need another person and my brother's really big into D, so i asked him he's the one that sent me the handbook because i wasn't going to spend money on it. <laughs> um, uh, but we we played, and I don't... i so fucking... like They're like, you, you walk up upon a bridge. What do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Walk over it. And they're like, well, we got to roll perception to see if there's something underneath it. And I'm like, I fucking don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I named my guy Dingus Bun Muffins. Like, how serious do you think I'm taking this? <laughs> that is the level of D&D that I play, sir. Okay. And again, All right. fuck you in the ass. Nope. So if we start doing another one, I will certainly let you know. It's just over Discord, so there's really no magic involved. Um, I did come up with the Bun Muffins Shuffle, which is just the Bears Super Bowl Shuffle, but in D&D instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, so back Bun to... Bun Muffin, the refrigerator, whatever. My, okay, so I'm Dingus Bun Muffins. I'm a Dragonborn Barbarian with a stunt cock background. So, um, this is the level of fantasy is I cannot go five minutes without a dick joke. 
Stunt cocking <laughs> in the Ren Fairy H2. That's <laughs> got to be. Oh. That's got to be some really great unwashed cock blisters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um. So okay. Another thing I want to bring up is the fact that Bender didn't know that there was a third Blair Witch movie. Yeah, I had zero idea that there was. Yeah, so the third, going off of how it did, I feel like that's. Accurate. I really like the third one. No, it's not a bad movie at all. Right. Um. It, it, so the third one is back to they're going into the woods, but it's like they're uh, the younger brother of the girl. I think it is of Heather. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, excuse me. I did a bunch of burping from drinking. Um. The, one of the biggest complaints I have with found footage movies is the fact that the camera is always looking at the action and there's never an explanation as to why. So in the third Blair Witch, they have these so, these glasses with cameras on them and I'm like, that's fucking genius because you've now explained to me why I always see the action. It's because you're always looking at it. Well, um, we, we got to a point where the technology caught up to where it needed to be for the yes. movies to make sense. Yeah. But I feel like also the technology got there because of movies like this. Also, like you were saying, 22 years later, they weren't expecting something like this to be on the Internet. But something like this is a lot of what the Internet is now because you look at your paranormal investigator shows and things and the people are doing that on YouTube and stuff as well. All I know is that if you turn on Travel Channel, Ghost Hunters is on all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I like to call it Ghost Bros, but yes, it's on. Fucking touch me, bro. No way, bro. Push me in the chest, bro. And I love that shit. Like, I like ghosts and, like, ghost hunting and stuff, but goddamn, Zach Bagans, you need to suck a dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I may have just blacked out. Um, can't be held accountable for what I just said. <laughs> and yet you defend Scott Stapp, who blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> he did block <laughs> Binner doesn't know this story, so now I gotta tell uh, this story again. It was uh, January of two thousand and sixteen, I think. I don't know. Anyways, it it was uh, years back. I was down in Kansas. Uh, one of my really good friends lives in Kansas, um, and a friend of mine from here and I went down there for his birthday, which is at the end of January. We were very very drunk. And we were tweeting at Scott Stapp about how much we hate child support because I believe he was in some child support battles at the time. So we were <laughs> making Creed references and then saying, I hate child support too, at Scott Stapp. Fast forward to last October, like six months ago. Yeah. We are in Sheboygan for uh, the guy that I went with, my buddy Jake, his wedding. And James, uh, James and his wife split like a hotel suite with Alyssa and I. And we were up drinking, shocker, eating cheese curds, shocker. Shocker. And uh, <laughs> Scott Stapp came up, and it was uh, Jake, his brother, Seth, myself, and James. So we're all, the Scott Stapp stuff came up, and we all went to his Twitter, and I'm like, weird. I'm like, it says his page is gone. And uh, I'm going to have to send you the pictures of James realizing that he's, he's blocked. But anyway, so, so Seth is like, well, I'm not blocked. And then it kind of clicked, and I'm like, Seth wasn't with us when we did all this. All three <laughs> of us are blocked now. It says you've been blocked by Scott Staff. And nice. um, Corey, I need you. To, this is going to really rough up your game, but I need you to drive the boat for a couple minutes so I can get these. I got to find these pictures so I can send them to him. Okay. You have your phone by you, right? My phone? Yeah. No, up Bender. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I was going to say I don't have a phone. <laughs> uh, 
don't so, know, do something. But in line with the time that Scott Staff was briefly popular, this movie came out. And I kept admiring uh, Heather Donahue's eyebrows, her 90s brows in this, as I was watching it. Is it weird? Is it weird that I'm like nostalgic for 90s eyebrows? Not just 90s fashion itself, which I think was probably a high point for ladies, but 90s brows. <laughs> I, I just I kept staring at him. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, that's I'm, really I'm gonna nice. need more time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So a lot of this film is like we said. They they get together. She knows Mike is Mike her friend at the beginning, and then Josh is the one they meet up with the the new guy. No, Mike is the new guy because Mike's okay. the asshole. Uh, they get together. They're gonna do this documentary. They hire Mike. They all go out, interview people, and then they go to the fucking woods. And they plan to be there for a couple of days, but Mike has to be at work like two days later and doesn't plan ahead at all. Yeah. And and most of it is them wandering around, and Heather, they keep saying, oh, you got us lost again. And she's like, I, we're not lost. I know exactly where we fucking are. I've got the map. I'm following the map. And they're like, yeah, you keep saying that, but then you keep getting us lost. But we don't see them get lost. So it's just these references that come back like, hey, you you fucked up again, but we never see the fucked up. We just see the the recovery and going, oh, well, you dumb bitch. And it's like, I'm not a dumb bitch. You're a dumb bitch. And, and so on and so forth. Like Matt was saying, so much of the stuff seems to happen without the filming actually catching it. So there's a point where they're running in the middle of the night and they're being chased by somebody who is supposed to be the Blair Witch running after them all dressed up in white. It's one of the directors like got dressed up in all white gauze and shit and is chasing after them. But the people who were doing this didn't turn the camera to catch him on film. So you just see them reacting. This footage they were actually planning on using never manifested. So that doesn't happen. So one of the added things that could have made this actually somewhat scary in the middle is just them running, screaming in the night. Yeah. That's when the, the tent shakes, right? And then they take off running? Yeah. And and when they, I think that's when they lose Josh. Because that's what you do. Sometimes you go to the woods, you lose a Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I always keep a couple extra Joshes on hand. I was just going to say, Joshes are expendable, and then I realized that Bender's for real name is Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have sent you the all the pictures in chronological order. Um, so the first one is the point at which we kind of were like, well, this is fucking weird. Uh, none of us can see Scott Sapp's tweets. He says he's gone. The second one is Seth explaining to James that he wasn't there the night. The next one is him going back and being like, huh? Um, yeah, that's weird. The next one is him being like, holy shit, we got blocked because of what we did. And then the last one is just full blown realization that we have been blocked by Scott Sapp on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, look for, so we, it still comes up a lot but like for three years you were blocked probably and didn't have a clue yep I so obviously you. the scott staff in your life was was all in your imagination the, this like it's not like there was one set of footprints in the sand and it was you and scott staff it was you it was the, just you the the, <laughs> the love of scott staff is only really rekindled when i'm with those guys yeah but it has now just become such like a joke in our friendship, like enough that I bought human clay on vinyl. <laughs> but to your point of hating to flip vinyl, there's only one good side of four sides, and it has with arms wide open higher and then something else. 
And I only know that it's because of something else is in the middle of those three or those two. We can listen to that too when we hang out. It's cool. <laughs> Seriously, get a fucking restraining order now. Uh, I'm in his house already. I actually don't even know where he lives. Prank, I do. I'm in the bushes. What's that? I was just saying I'm in your bushes right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're far away. I'm not going down there. So Matt and I used to, Matt particularly used to do a show called Weird World Weekly. On, on I didn't drink so much on that one because I was required to think. Yeah, I know. But I, I was just going to say, Weird World Weekly seems like it goes hand in hand with what the Blair Witch is. Or is supposed to be representing, which is the paranormal activity stuff, the the bigger than life outside of the, the norm kind of things. It, it was a lot of alien stuff, too, but I remember on the episodes that I was guessing on with you, we were going more for the paranormal. And and that's like, honestly, that is where my love of horror stems from is my interest in like actual weird shit. Yeah. Um, like, Alyssa and I have done ghost tours and go and like hunting or ghost hunting shit. I love haunted houses because I like to try like I like to be scared because it's the only way I can feel feelings at this point in my life. It's true. You've made it through all of the different porn sites and now this is all that you've got. <laughs> Bender, if you I need someone actively stabbing it, me with a razor dick if you wanna, to feel anything. If you want to really lose some time, there's one episode. I don't know which one it is, but I read off every Pornhub category there is in like two breaths. <laughs> Well, there was then. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think, and it, was it had really to be two breaths because he was being actively choked at the time. Yes, <laughs> yes, I got to keep the, it real. The choke the chokes uh, category. Um, I don't fucking, I don't even know anymore. <sighs> There's not a lot that can be said about this movie. It, it's more of the impact that it had, and and the fact that it was a product of its time that worked. It's like the Daffy Duck. Thing. it works once mm-hmm. it's like I, I i love this this trick they, they want more and it's like i can only do it once and the blair witch was the once at least in our generation you know, my generation is a generation ahead of yours but fuck you <laughs> but it, so it only worked once yet they tried to do it 40 times well that's what i'm saying though is that the blair witch people whoever owned the the property after that knew they couldn't do that again Paranormal activity did it in a house, so that's yeah. what you need. Is the Blair Witch was missing was more suburbs, but um, <laughs> hey, honey, we got a ghost. Well, first we got to go do a Starbucks run, right? Because like I need to go there, <laughs> stop by Whole Foods, um, I, go maybe play a game of squash, and then we'll so come back and we'll deal with the ghost. Can okay? We, can we do blue collar paranormal activity? <laughs> yeah, where the, the mom is like, "Honey, we got a ghost," and he'd be like, "Better get a job." Rent a free. <laughs> Fucking run the still. Oh, uh, registered trademark podcast is here uh, April 28th, 2020, 8.08 p.m. I don't want anyone fucking stealing that. <laughs> no, that's too good. No one listens to this. Uh, I, there's I, at least three people. I'm gonna they're all here. You, I'm going to text Jack real quick, see if he's interested. We already know that Eric is drunk. So, yeah, let's see if, if Jack has the time to write the script with us for that. We're still waiting on Gremlins 3, Gremlins in Nazi Germany and Outer Space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I love you, Jack. <laughs> so, Me too. 
but the 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 concept of the Blair Witch is interesting. The the things that they introduce, like the whole uh, the name of the the different people, like the witch's name is an anagram for some mystic that existed. Uh, the the killer's name, the the guy who killed the seven kids, his his name is an anagram of Rasputin. Uh, they they really thought through what their mythology was, which is why I think the sequels work, why the games work, why all the extra stuff, the comic books and things that they do on the side all work. The movie is something to whet the appetite for the Blair Witch as a concept. And it did it in a way that was, you know, fucking affordable. That's what they did is they like, we, we got this much money, so let's make the film this way and see what we can do. And again, because nobody else had really done it that way before, they didn't expect it to blow up like it did. They just thought maybe it would be played on late night cable or something and, and people might buy the, the VHS copies of it at some point. But it was fucking gigantic. It, it was a Sundance winner. It, it was all these extra things. So yeah, great. They all get to cash out, but for the most part, it it's like the first Matrix. I told you that story so I can tell you these other stories. Except in the case of the Matrix, they got really, really bad as they went along, and the first one was the only good one. This one, I don't know that this one is the good one, but it is good that it gave us, you know, if you're interested in the Blair Witch and, and the story that they're telling, it gave us the option of like finding out about this stuff. I just think that it's it's a bad example of a film if you're looking at it just as that. But as a phenomenon, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that they did, a, uh, you know, even the, the bad camera work, like, obviously, when you watch anything now, it's we are so blessed to have high quality and CGI and all those things. But this the new Lady like, Gaga video is filmed on an iPhone. That's true. Which yeah, wasn't even a concept then. This was fucking right. top notch though back in the day. Even though it was shaky and shitty looking, it was still top notch. Yeah, but I think that's what keeps it um I think that's what keeps the charm of it, you know? Right. Again, like the whole idea if you're gonna buy into it being real, you know, I for me, like the storytelling, all the in-between stuff really set the table for the very end because the end, you know, 22 years later still got me yep. the minute they go to the house. I'm like, yeah, I'm a little creeped out and I know what happened. Dude, you have to watch the newest one. I will. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, I it, feel like it goes I feel back like to the I house. maybe have seen it and just forgot that it existed. That's possible. I remember because when it came out, like right around my birthday in 2016, so I was like, "We're fucking going!" And then knowing me, I went like a week late. Yeah. Well, when you guys mentioned the um, the glasses, the camera glasses, like for some reason that I don't. Yeah, I think I think Google Glass had just kind of gotten maybe even popularized and then put away. Because Google will just abandon it all the time, but I think that was the yeah. idea that they're going with. It's Google, like, hey, we Google finally Fiber. have something where we can record this. Uh, yeah. No, Google Glass. I know. It I was. was the but you're, you're talking about Google's ability to abandon stuff, and I said, oh, Google to throw Fiber. everything out. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, fucking buzz and dick mouse plus and everything else. <sighs> Gay porn. But, right. Uh, and we're broadcasting this on YouTube. Thanks, Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> but it it was 
again, like we're getting to a point where this stuff just gets, but it's also the same thing that can wreck something because for a generation who's watching the scream for the first time, yeah, they're like, what is with all the fucking like flip phones that they're opening up and they're talking to each other, but then they don't do anything. Like they don't call the police. They don't understand. It's like the technology changes and it makes it harder to buy into some of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, and at the it, same time, it, it's like the movies wouldn't exist without this tech. And it, right. it's crazy to think of what they would do now with the technology. Well, so it's, it's go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's funny that you said that because I so I just went back and started rewatching all the Sopranos. And the minute I seen the, the suburb, like Tony's Suburban, I was like, oh, man, this is really old. This is, you know, and for some reason, it like. All the stories there, the character building, all still an amazing show. But the, the fact that you see these vehicles, you know, you you want it to be in this because it's not a time period piece, right? So you wanted you want to feel like it happened now, and then you see this vehicle that's twenty years old, and you're like, oh no, now yeah. I feel old. Yeah. Well, The Sopranos is recent enough that it feels like, oh well, that just fucking happened. But then obviously it did not just fucking happen, right? But at the same time, you go and you watch Goodfellas, and Goodfellas feels incredibly eighties, mm -hmm. which is what it's supposed to, and and seventies up to the eighties because it's over a period of time. But at that whole point where he's just doing coke all over the fucking place, <laughs> it it feels like yeah, that's but it's a period piece in its right. own way even though it was a period of peace that was modern when it was happening. This feels like it could have just happened because 20 years ago to people our age doesn't feel that fucking long ago. It, when you say it out loud, it is. But yeah. most of us are still thinking that in the 90s were 10 years ago. I wish they were still 10 years ago. Yeah, me too. Uh, <clears throat> so Beatmaster, it, it, he had a, a bunch of shit that he had typed out about uh, the second movie. Since we kind of, I kind of shit on the second one about how it was, but I guess it sounds like a, the the studio was not the one that decided to break from the first. It was the director, so they wanted to go to more of a psychological unraveling about their their night at Black Hills um, instead of like the found footage. So, and and I hate to keep bouncing to like two and stuff because we're supposed to, supposed to talk about what no one fucking cares. We do whatever we want, but. Um, it keeps bouncing from like staged shots to, to found footage. And that was kind of what annoyed the shit out of me. And it, it I kind of liked the fact that it existed in this, in this universe where the Blair, Witch was a movie yet still real because it probably helped bring people to the area, which is ultimately probably what they want to do. If you want to turn it. Well, no, they, that's the problem footage. is that they, people kept going to the area and they were tearing off pieces of the house. So the town, had the house condemned and and dismantled. Well, that sounds about to right. To keep people from doing that. I, yeah. I I grew up just not far from making a murder and they had to take down the Avery Auto sign because people kept stopping on the highway to take a picture of it. But that's why <laughs> that's again why the second movie is is good because it plays off of that as well. It's like, "Oh, yeah, that Blair Witch movie came out, that footage came out, and all these fucking asshole kids showed up and decided they wanted to be the next people to go find the Blair Witch." And so it was such a great statement about what the first film had done because that was the truth. People were just like, well, we're going to go check this out now. And it's like, you motherfuckers, just get the fuck out of here. This is our home. Leave our homes alone. We don't like you. We don't want you around here. And that's that's kind of like a, a fucked up accidental repercussion to doing something like this. 
is like they wanted to make a movie about an area and they used the house in the area that actually exists and as a result people can't respect something yeah and then they find a need to be like well i i saw this on a movie i should be able to take it yeah and it's it's a different thing when it's something like the house that the exorcist was in or or the amityville or the the hotel for the shining that kind of stuff where it's like oh yeah those are those are single places you can have somebody who owns that and turns it into some sort of like horror museum or a tourist trap and that's okay but when it's a whole fucking town or the whole area of woods in your in your city that is something else because nobody can really control what's going on and people will just come and and fuck with it yeah and and while there may be a couple of people who get the souvenirs and stuff shops out and benefit from it for most of the people there, it's like, no, this is, this just annoys us. This is, you yeah. come here and you screw around and you're assholes. And I got to explain to my kids, like these dumb shits just come to town every once in a while because they saw some asinine movie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the hard part is that, but I don't, I don't blame the filmmakers for that because they didn't know that they were no. creating this kind no, of phenomenon. There, there's two very different schools of thought. There's the fact that like the house from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is now a tourist attraction in I don't know the name of the town, but it's just outside of Austin where you can go and eat breakfast and it's very much uh, encouraged to go and visit. And then there's, we used this house in rural Massachusetts. That's fucking it. Like yeah. I, as a human yeah. being, will go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. I went to the gas station uh, and visited that. I will not go to Massachusetts to a house in a field. And then not only if I did that, be like, I feel like I can take a part of this. That's okay. But last year we had people trying to Naruto run to a fucking military base. Like people are not smart. No. <laughs> Let's just fucking get over it. People are people will love the excuse to be stupid. And, and oh, goddamn, that's a pro. That's a problem in and of itself. But and as a person who's been that stupid teenager before, but I, I feel fucking like I cop to it. I, and Binder, I'm sure you did dumb shit when you were a teenager. Yeah, of course. But I still feel like the dumb shit that we did as teens was nowhere near as dumb as let's Naruto run into Area 51 because we can. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I would ever, you know, I mean, no. I think the dumbest (laughs) thing I did was shit in a bag and started on fire. uh, The raw sewage story from the beginning of the show. (laughs) Low on the fucking totem pole of dumb shit that I did as a teenager. But did Honestly. you do something dumb that was detrimental to your or someone else's health? I feel like the answer fucking all the time. Yeah, we used to run out in car in the street while cars were coming to fuck uh-huh. people. Yeah, we got chased by the cops a couple times. I kind of everything started uh-huh. to come back uh-huh. bit by bit, so I should have stopped talking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like starting to just <laughs> vaguely the pink, remember the, the pink things castle I did. and and trying to get into that place and getting shot at with rock salt in the middle of the night. Uh, going over the uh, outside rim, the little ledge on the overpass about the freeway uh, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning, sleeping underneath the overpass a lot of nights. Yeah. I, you sounded homeless. Not, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to be. A vagrant. Yeah. Just stupid teenage shit. Stupid teenage shit. We're but stupid teenage people. shit that we got away with because it was the 70s and 80s and 90s. Now, not so much. Like the helicopter parenting thing, none of that stuff would fly. Uh, dude, I, I have a coworker whose daughter started driving, and he had uh, a unit installed in her car so he could see when she would drive. It would notify him if she drove too fast, broke too hard, 
or wasn't yep. an accident or anything. And people are volunteering to do that for themselves to get a, a fucking forty dollar discount a year on their progressive <laughs> so auto insurance. I, I have it's called an automatic. It, it's in Alyssa's car because at the time we were having a bunch of problems where the check engine light would come on, and I'm like, I'm sick of getting the engine the, the the ODB connector to read the code, and this thing would just text it to me. But I literally only use it for that and to make sure she doesn't spend too much time at her boyfriend's house. <laughs> so it's 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 a much different outcome, but like I, I I don't know, it's fucking weird. If my parents man, I did I used to yeah. lie about where I was staying to sleep at my girlfriend's house. I mean, she doesn't spend a lot of time here. I, I do the uh, Uber bang and slang that we talked about a few no, episodes. She always, she's back. like, I just gotta run this rabbit to town and then it's like fucking yeah. three days later she comes home. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? What did that rabbit? And the rabbit died. And then she comes home and she's like, mm, "It's took longer." <laughs> I swear to God, if this is the one episode she watches, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it would also mean this is her introduction to me. Yeah, Corey shits himself, then he talks crap about me no, on the she's, fucking show. She's told she'll listen to episodes where she's seen the movie. That's too bad. I, I'm not gonna stop her. But no, I'm not going to stop her either. I also, I've been trying to get Aaron. Aaron was asking about uh, she wants to find something that will give her the effects of of doing weed without actually doing weed. And I'm like, I've been telling you that last episode we did the podcast of Tara with with Matt was a lot of that stuff was talked about on there. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to that he's, episode. She's not going to listen. He's to a proponent. Show. He's a proponent yeah. of those things. Yeah, it's a good episode. A lot of good conversation. Yeah. Not that there's not on this one, of course, but. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, yeah, that, dude, that's a, that dude's on a different level sometimes. Oh, yeah. When I talk but to But I him, just mean like, in general, it's like, hey, honey, here's the thing that I do. I look at all your dick pics. What a weird thing to say about my wife. <laughs> okay. So funny story about dick pics and wives. I used to work. This is not my wife. I, I want to say that right now. This is not my wife. This is not me. I used to send other people's wives dick pics. So this guy I used to work with, he's since left to go somewhere else, had a wife who they had a, 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 a coffee table book full of dicks. So what she would do is she would go on like chatting websites and talk guys into sending her dick pics and then she would put them in the dick book. Yeah. This was like, a, like I, 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 I still have the same boss as when I did then, but apparently they asked my boss to be in the dick book because he's known for having a, he's well endowed. Um <laughs> But doesn't it seem like everybody's going to try to send you the well-endowed dick pics and what you oh, really no, want? I used, are the, I used to go to the, the, the curvature ones, I, the strange no, I've, uh, I've, sippy straws. I've been in a locker shower with the guy. I know what he's swinging. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I'm just saying you it's want a variety. You don't, you don't want beautiful dicks the whole way through. No, and I never saw the dick book. I was in their house once. I never really cared for either of them. Now, uh, I remember an art book where uh, – an art book. Where somebody had uh, put their inserted their penis into somebody's pee hole, not their penis, their their pinky finger into somebody's pee hole, oh. and and other stuff like yeah, that that was when I, that was before I think the term docking had even entered the lexicon, but I was I was very aware of it when that term came out. I'm like, oh, I get that. Sounds I mean, good. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, um, it didn't look fun. Wow. I mean, that's a loss of a press on nail. You're never going to get back unless it makes its way all the way through the urethra. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) You going to be okay, Matt? uh... You need that other half of the beer? (laughs) Yeah, he's got it. (laughs) I didn't blend for a gulp. 
Um, I got so I I got a question. Okay, if you eight, lived eight in... inches, what? Oh, no, never mind. It sounds like you have a different <laughs> that, question. That wasn't I was the prepared question. Prepared to okay. Right, go on. I'm sorry. So if you lived in the town where they filmed this, and all of a sudden see this spike in tourism. And let's just put it in the time period that it all comes out, right? You're a teenager. I think I would probably go to the woods with my friends every night just to fuck with people. Yeah. Right? For fucking sure. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of a fun side effect when you think about it. Also, what a glorious place to be a murderer. Yeah. Because then you just have fucking vagrant teens who show up that don't have anybody who really knows their whereabouts or gives a shit in a town that doesn't want to look for them. So, yeah, oh, fucking kids show up here and die all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't find them. We don't care. We don't look. Screw those people. That's crazy. Yeah. We, we, we tow their cars away and, and put that into the system so eventually they get auctioned off. But otherwise, no, fuck them. That's where I got my first Betamax camcorder, just right from that. <laughs> you and your fucking Betamax, dude. But, Sorry. But I, I don't know why, but you said that it made me think of uh, so in town here. Over the weekend, somebody decided to rob a gas station. Oh, I think I saw that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So this is like the only period of time, except for maybe the Wild West, where it's acceptable to wear a face mask. Yep. They did not. So they robbed a gas station completely (laughs) with no masks and then rode away on their bicycle. (laughs) Gotta love it. Did we get, had a, a SWAT standoff in, in here in town today. Actually, I was I was still listening to the updates of it before I came upstairs to do the show. Um, I feel like you need to maybe say a little more than just the fact there was a squad or a SWAT standoff. <laughs> yeah, Aaron had heard a bunch of uh, sirens, of cops driving flying by the house, and uh, then people started posting on the the community website or Facebook page or whatever for our town, what was going on. And some guy who's holed up in his house and apparently he's got a bunch of weapons. They had his daughter trying to talk him down uh, with the cops. And then all of a sudden SWAT showed up and uh, it it sounds like it may be some sort of actual standoff. Hmm. Someone just needs to play some Creed. That'll calm that guy down. Yeah, that fucking might be Scott Stapp. (laughs) Scott, say it ain't so, bud. Yeah, he's, he's so just well. in like fucking child support, and everyone attacks me on Twitter. I hold a grudge. Four years ago, someone was really mean to me on Twitter. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna lock my family in with this gun. Uh, Matt, you can't really toss that grenade because that's gonna blow up in your fucking face. Which one? Because if I mentioned the one time that someone was mad at us on Twitter, <sighs> man, that fucking lady <laughs> called us fat hipsters. So Bender, we did. Uh, Oh God! Uh, Strange Land, the D. Snyder movie, which is near and dear to my heart. It's the greatest. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. It is like the soundtrack of my senior year of high school. Soulfly, <laughs> Sepultura, Seven Dust, like yeah, fucking back. David out. Cassidy, yeah, David Cassidy is not on there. Corey Cameron, yeah. and um, <laughs> so. I don't remember. I don't think we. I I defended the movie. Corey did not care for it, but this is also he didn't have the same connection to it. Um, I remember 
tweeting at at D Snyder that we had done this, and in comes a trash human who <laughs> called us fat hipsters in our bedrooms. And if we had half the talent that Scott uh, Scott yeah, that D Snyder had, we would fucking something 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 something. I was none like, of which is false. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a talented vocalist. Uh, I was not in Twisted Sister. Shocker, I know. Um, but I, I, I remember it was right before I went to the Arnold because uh, my buddy Jake like found half naked pictures of this girl on the internet. Like within ten minutes of me telling the story, like this girl lived life um, like a dumpster fire, <laughs> and uh, she really came at us hard. And I was like, "Fuck this chick! I just just block her." All of a sudden, Corey's like, no, let me just talk to her. So Corey, like, got her to agree to come on the show. And then, like, when it, it came to put rubber to, to cement, she just ghosted us and never showed up. But I was all like, fuck this chick. Like, if you're going to shit talk to me, like, fucking kill yourself. And Corey's The nice like, thing is that you can subscribe to her OnlyFans. I, if she had, <laughs> I don't even remember her name, but if I uh, had one, I would probably. I'd spend, like, four ninety nine to see some areola. Seems a little pricey. <laughs> is there a, is there a decimal point somewhere in that? I no, just want to know. Well, four dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, that's that's even pushing it. But monthly? Yeah. Uh. What's well, monthly? But I guess you get tokens and you can. I don't. I don't know the inner workings of an OnlyFans. I haven't quite bit that. <laughs> Three dollars more than that, I get Disney Plus. <sighs> I bet Bender's got Disney Plus, don't you? You're yeah. damn right, I do. Uh, someone texted me like, "We got Disney Plus. I can watch." Uh, the first or all the Simpsons, and I'm like, stop after season eleven. Yeah, <laughs> just don't uh, even bother. I see. I might have made a mistake because over the weekend we were a little bored. My wife works overnights at a rehab facility, and so we all have to kind of quiet down. And you know, I got to get my two kids to chill out or whatever. So we put on movies or whatever. So we're playing Legos, and I decided, uh, you know what? I haven't watched King of the Hill in forever. So I'm just going to start over. And now my three-year-old and my 12-year-old are hooked. That's actually... Is that on Disney Plus? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Hulu? Hulu? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going to... The Bastard Child of Disney Plus, even though it came out first. Yeah. We had Hulu for live TV for a while. Um, just got expensive. Yeah, that, that's the only reason I have it, to watch hockey, but can't do that now either <laughs> so you're using uh hulu for live tv right yeah what a, but but do you, you actually watch shit off of hulu correct yeah so not oh, okay okay because that's the one thing it's like we went back to uh we went back to sling but i we also never used hulu oh yeah i use it for i don't know i have i have netflix disney plus and hulu and i use hulu way more yeah we have netflix uh someone Gave me Disney Plus, and I went, um, I went in once. So I've got, aside from being a Comcast subscriber who gets fucking every channel, uh, I I've you're got say raped. Like, cause yeah, I, I I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu, I've got Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, Shutter. We are on the ninety day trial that Roku gave for Screenbox right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the trial of Quibi. Ooh, I got that too. Um, have you watched Flipped? Uh, no, I watched the the Murder House flip. 
I saw that. I was trying to talk Alyssa into watching it, and I'm like, it, now they're just really shooting in the dark. Like, so Bender, it's uh, they flip houses where someone was murdered in it. <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. Like, how do we take a house flipping and murder shows and put them together? And it's yeah. not good. Oh damn it! Uh, I tried watching Punked with Chance the Rapper, and I got two episodes in, and I'm like, mm, it's not the same. I, I like Chance the Rapper. I'm not interested in Punked. Erin yeah. uh, mentioned the other day she wants to watch the one with uh, Anna Kendrick that's by Dan Harmon's girlfriend that is basically about them when they first started dating his uh, relationship with a sex doll. So it's yeah. Anna Kendrick dating Donald Logue, uh, going across the country and she's traveling with the sex doll. And like, I, I'm not sure what else is in it, but it sounds fantastic. Uh, but the thing with Quibi is that it's made to watch on cell phones. So I sat and we watched that murder house flip on my iPad and you have to blow it up yep. to get it to actually fill the screen. I'm like, this is, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> like, this is not how I watch content. Dummy. I get what they're trying to do, but they were taking the murder house flip show was three 10 minute episodes or whatever to get one episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, dummy is the show you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so flipped is fine. They basically every time there would be a commercial break is the end of an episode. So like mm-hmm. eleven episodes gets you. But the thing is, is like if you hold your phone upright, uh, it like weirdly wiggles between people. So you have to hold it sideways and then to get like the actual full effect. And even a seven minute episode, like I'm sick of fucking holding my phone. But then again, I'm not used to like I want to watch on a goddamn TV. See, I remember when when movies were going through the hard thing of like making what was letterbox films fit onto square TVs. And I remember distinctly uh, the Julie Andrews movie, Victor Victoria, where they would do this weird pan to show other characters in like this big restaurant scene because all filmed very wide and they were using that space up on the screen. Mm -hmm. But when they put it on the television, they had to like somehow make it work towards that format. And now everything's kind of reversed and gone back to, I, I was watching I was watching episodes of uh, Monk today, and then all of a sudden they switched over to Diagnosis Murder, and the only reason that I realized things had changed was because Diagnosis Murder had the bars on the side because Monk was filled in a widescreen format. This week in Old Men Complaints? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I realized at one point Bender is just starting to check out. and No. I'm, I'm trying to picture Diagnosis Murder. I feel like I know Monk. It's got the one goofy guy. Tony Uh, Shalhoub. Yep, Tony Shalhoub. Which I saw some meme where it was like, hey, Tony Shalhoub may have been onto something. Because he was OCD and would like wash everything. Really? Everyone is Monk. Everything. Yep. I think it's, and then like, I don't give a shit about much. And I am getting in, like I get in my car from going somewhere and I sanitize and wipe my car key, my steering wheel. And you go to work every day, Bender. And you, but you, so you said you're basically dressed up like a, a Ghostbuster with a hood? Yeah. So I do, I do specialty coatings for uh, military, right? So he makes I, rocket launchers. I don't make them, but I do stuff to them, right? In my mind, so, I do. Um, Matt but, also does stuff to things that he coats. Yeah. <laughs> I call that my cum wall. But, Actually, we're having problems at work right now getting gloves and like the suits that I wear, Tyvek suits. And yeah. so they're outsourcing those to nursing, you know, hospitals, nursing homes, stuff like that. So now they're giving me 
not good stuff and I'm spraying chemical all day. So it's kind of like, Hey guys, I have to be safe too, or we can't produce. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So a friend of mine works at a distillery for three Floyd's. You familiar with three Floyd's bender? Uh, no, but three Floyd's is a brewery. So they also started a distillery down in Indiana. So the distillery is now making hand sanitizer in addition to booze. Um, right. It sounds like a lot of places are. So it's kind of interesting to see how like people have kind of pivoted to make what they can to help um, everyone else. So yeah. I can't remember who it was, but someone stopped production. Um, not on it. Rogue. Uh, Rogue Fitness. Yeah. Like stopped production on a lot of their fitness equipment to make like face shields and shit too. So they kind of stopped for like a couple of weeks and made all these fitness uh, – or excuse me, they made face shields – and then kind of went back to making fitness equipment for a bit and then going back and forth. So it's kind of cool to see people doing stuff like that now. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, uh, I don't know, it's a little cliche, but that's kind of the American spirit a little bit. You know? It is. And then we still have people who are like, I'm fucking American. You can't tell me to stay home. Yeah. And they, those people, when they talk, I picture the SpongeBob meme where he's like all blown up and it's just capital small, <laughs> capital small. Yeah. Like, God damn, you're so stupid. Yeah. I mean, like I can understand the frustration for some people, you know, but like they saw us telling my wife this an hour or two ago. So there's a lady in town that had been warned. She's a dog groomer and her business is like the size of a garage. Sure. You probably saw this, right? So they warned her several times. Hey, you got to shut down. She decided not to and they arrested her yesterday. It's like, all right, you were warned. I mean, I can understand it, but at the same time... I would also like to point out that they're opening groomers tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so for some places, right? But, you know, the place isn't very big. How much, how many clients does she have on a daily basis? How much contact? You know, there's all these things that I think nobody's talking about. So... It's kind of hard to say, nah, you know, that's, you put your life savings into that. You should not do it. If, especially if you're already taking protocols, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I can, I'm kind of on both sides of the, of the oh, aisle. I, and I, com- I completely agree. And I, and I understand where you're coming from. And it's like, uh, my, my dad started his own business and that is, yeah. exact, that's how he found his success. Now, granted, he's retired at this point so this is not affecting him but right i could see how in 1985 when he started his business if this were to happen like how that would have basically shut him down and changed the entire course of my life right so i get it but i also feel like there's so much more to this now i've had a number of conversations with my mom who's like well we'll just come over it's not a big deal we're fine you're fine it's not a big deal and i said that's not the point Right. You're taking a 90 to 120 day period of your life, which is minuscule, and just saying, you know what, this doesn't matter. Fuck it. Like, fuck everyone right. involved. And, and this is just, I just want to make myself happy. So I'm going to break these rules. And it's like, like we, we've missed, uh, we'll miss Mother's Day, Easter, and her birthday. And she's super butthurt about it. And I said, we will make all of that up when this is over. Yeah. So when right. this is done, we will have one party to make up everything. I said, but I just need you to just hang tight. And right. It's like, I don't care if I get sick or if my wife gets sick, but my parents are 70 and 68. If something happens to you, I said, I will never forgive myself. I said, right. just fucking wait. 
My cousin is getting married in like June or July or something like that. We got the invitation today. Uh, and in the invitation is the thing of like, right now we don't have a plan to Reopen. cancel or postpone this. Oh. But if things change, then we're looking at January of next year. And and this is like, it's not like our wedding, which was maybe 20 people intimate at a friend's farm or anything. This is like a giant ass wedding in Texas that my, my parents and I were going to fly down for. And so I've been holding back on using vacation time or anything else like that to save it for when I was going to go to this thing with my parents. And and I just keep like checking back. Are we doing this? Is this happening? Do we think what, what is the feeling right now from, from Holly and, and John and the kids? And, and this was a very, I'm sure a hard decision to say like, Right now, plan for it, but we may move it back six months or whatever. But it's also, that's the only thing you do. It's like, so a, this, for people who are going to travel to it, are we going to be flying at that point? Right. So this whole shutdown, for me personally, we have rescheduled recording once, which will happen again because it's the end of May, and I can't imagine that's going to happen. And uh, Nick Colucci needs new walkout music. Um, are we're, spo- we're supposed to be, I was supposed to be in Chicago Sunday, yesterday, and coming home today. That I canceled. I was going to go drinking for uh, March Madness. That got canceled. We're supposed to be in Denver in two weeks. That's canceled. It's like I got back like a week and a half of vacation as a result of this. And I'm not exactly happy about it, but I'm also not upset. Because when this is over, I'm just going to fucking take a week off and just sit on my couch without pants on. Which is kind of what you're doing when you work now. Well, it's been kind of cold, so I'm wearing <laughs> pants. Um, it's just, it, it it's, it, it fucking sucks. And I think Kalu, uh, Bender's, fuck, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Bender's probably in the same boat I am. Yeah. I, I understand the reason for this, but still for my personal sanity, like I miss my hobby that puts me out in front of people and it, and it gives me something to kind of do. And, and granted, like we still had to write some music, so I'm still playing music and being creative from that standpoint during this time, but it's not the same. And it's like, I don't get to see my, my three best friends and I don't get to see people and I don't get to do, I don't get to do my craft in front of people. Um, that fucking sucks. And it, and it, it's kind of a bummer, but, um, it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm when, when this is all said and done, it's probably gonna be like maybe six months. Right, and, but it's gonna feel like a goddamn eternity. Like I've been working from home for six weeks at this point. I think it's I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, that's the point. I don't even know what date is anymore. You, Bender, you still at least go to a place five yeah. days a week. Um, today I had to remind myself it was even a Tuesday. Yeah, and you know I wish some like the craziest thing to me is the attitude where I work almost so the owner did something cool he's for the next four paychecks for the next eight weeks he's giving everybody a 10 percent bump in pay that's fucking cool on attendance right which is pretty awesome because a lot of what he saw most guys coming in was like they had vacation and you took it away from them because they're seeing their friends not have to go to work like guys you should be blessed that we can still go and make a living yep and, and I, I know lots of guys that can't right now. You know what I mean? And this is back to my buddy James that I sent you all the pictures of. He's a bartender in Kansas City. Makes all yeah. of his money over March Madness. That was taken away. 
His wife yeah. had a baby uh, two weeks ago. And he goes, mm-hmm. that's six, $7,000 that he's now out of because yeah. he missed those days. And it's like, I, I'm so fortunate that Alyssa and I work for companies that are literally the definition of essential. She makes toilet paper. I get you prescriptions. So it's right. like, this is only like, and we could both work from home as is. So it's like, I don't fully understand what this is like outside of our box. And I will be the first to admit it. Yeah. But I still feel for every one of my friends. And it's like, I wish I could fucking do everything in my power to make get. But I like, I can't give you money on top of paying my own bills. Right. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a matter of perception. And then like, I don't know, man, I was talking to uh, our friend, Kevin, a previous guest who works for AMC. And he was saying like their editors have a hard time because they can't edit outside of the office. HBO doesn't let you take a TV show home to edit it. You have to edit it in the office. So yeah. So he's like, you have to check out time to be in the office when there's no one else there to edit your TV shows and do it in like a condensed time because you Mm -hmm. can't have more than, you know, four or five people there at a time. And I'm like, man, so fuck, it's crazy. And also the equipment has to be cleaned. Yes. If you're, literally trying to make sure that people are safe and the problem is that we're seeing a lot of work conditions where yeah we're an essential thing so we're going to stay open or we say we're an essential thing so we're going to stay open and then it turns out the conditions aren't safe and people are getting infected yep and then the business has to close anyways yep uh my buddy jake works for the post office down in schmoyan and he we've had conversations where he's like you know eh, and they're just like you're fine here not a big deal and uh who's to say that (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just it's fucking crazy and um doesn't this whole thing make you kind of question though like so i get the the hyper vigilance of cleaning stuff now right because something's going on but like why didn't we do this before (laughs) right because herd herd immunity worked before yeah what we're dealing with right now is outside the boundaries of what we're used to. You know, the, the five second rule was feasible. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good etiquette, but it was, it was something that we all just kind of like, eh, you know, fucking God made dirt. So it don't hurt. Right. But now it's, it's, this is fucking new yeah. for, for the major part of the world and you know, other parts of the world. It's not that new, but for us, it's really like, it's rocked our foundations of how we, understand things and how we deal with things so probably my favorite meme to come out of this whole thing is it was like an eagle with the twin tower and it said this is trump's 9-11 if you knew four months in advance it was coming it's like we knew in fucking december this thing was in existence and we didn't do anything until march i'm like meh Remember, there were warnings about 9-11, too. Oh, and, and that's, like, <laughs> I'm not saying there weren't. It's just, yeah, I know. It, there's this it's whole, like, we didn't, and and I'm guilty of this. I have told Alyssa on a few occasions, I said, it's not a problem until it's a problem. Right. And we totally, as a country, did the exact same thing. This has now turned into podcast politics. Um, but <laughs> we did the same thing, and it's like, it wasn't a problem until it was here. Yeah. And it wasn't but, a problem until it was But look how many... Look how many smart people or or who we've been told are smart people told us it's going to be okay. Look how many people that we we trust told us it's going to be fine. It's just a flu. It's just this because we didn't have an understanding of it. And because, again, sometimes people just say stuff to keep the panic from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sometimes we have to allow the panic. 
And and it's that that fine line of like, but how far do we go in the other direction? How far do we say, hey, fucking give up everything, give up all concept of going outside, give up all concept of of like just existing like that. It's hard to push into that other direction and then know also you're probably going to have to pull back at some point and say, okay, maybe that was a little much. Mm. And every time that something changes because the conditions are slowly improving in some areas, people go, oh, well, it's not as bad as you said it was going to be. Yeah, but that's because we didn't let it get to that point. Right, right, right. But it's hard to quantify this until we're out of it. While we're in it, we don't understand it yet. And that's the thing. Like, even I, I tend to kind of, and I don't want to say forget, but I, I'm able to compartmentalize and kind of set it aside because when I go out, like, it doesn't really seem that much different. Like, I don't see less traffic. Um, when I go to my office, there's obviously, like, two cars instead of 80, um, shit like that. But um, I have now taken to working out in my driveway, naked, as Bender believes. Um, <laughs> and I live on a county highway and it's very difficult because i work out in my driveway because it's cement and i don't want to stand in chicken poop in my backyard but i've made a joke about people who just like as they're driving like fucking stare at me and i'm like what do you fucking want me to do point of this the statement is that i've i have not seen like a lessening in the amount of people that drive past my house like it still is pretty much as, as many as i would normally see on any other day which is odd like uh, like jack uh, our friend jack who lives out in brooklyn um he's posted pictures of like just dead there's like not a lot happening empty streets same thing with some of our friends out in la um beatmaster says people saying y2k was a hoax nothing happened and forgot that it was only because many it work people worked their asses off to fix it which is a really good point had we seen this coming and had the ability to fix this we may not be in this position but you can't really do it with a virus as compared to a computer program that wasn't made to roll over to twenty zero zero instead of nineteen, right. um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, and uh, a buddy of mine drove down to St. Louis and back, which is like seven hours from here, to pick up beer. Um, granted, it was some silly fucking beers, and it was like thousand dollars worth. But anyways, um, it just seemed like a wasted wasted trip like i didn't want to go to sheboygan to pick up the beer i had there because i could just ask my mom politely to go pick it up for me because they live five minutes from the brewery instead of me driving 90 Uh, it's not gonna go your mom that you won't let come see you though yeah Uh, she drove five minutes instead of me going 90 and i'm not telling her to bring it to me right no Uh, but but you're letting her go out and she already doesn't take the thing seriously it's because she wants to come see you. She takes not, it seriously, but yeah. not as seriously you, as you would like her to. I think I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that she doesn't take it seriously. I just think she was very much of the. If I was like, yeah, it's fine, fuck it, come over, she would have. Right. Yeah. But it was also a curbside, no contact pickup. Right. Where they put the box in her car. She brought the box in her house. I hope she washed her hands. I probably should have told her to, although I assumed she would have understood to do so. But, um, like when I walk across the street and grab food. I'm I'm only in an interaction for a couple minutes, and there's usually only me and the people who work at the restaurant there. Which I'm only interacting with one of them when I'm when I'm picking the stuff up. Right. It it's such a low percentage point of what it could be, but then if you really play the numbers out, how many other people go into the restaurant? How many other people have these people been exposed to? How does this go on? And it's it's just what the the world needs 
most right now are, are, in my opinion, two things. One, empathy, which I think we've been in way short supply of for far too long. And the other is critical thinking. And it's hard to embrace both of those at the same time because you you have the empathy for people like, hey, I understand you're struggling right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're struggling right now, too. But different people feel it in different ways. And, and in some cases, many cases, have it a lot harder than, say, we do. So I, I empathize and I understand that maybe you don't believe in this to the degree that I do, or maybe you can't believe in this to the degree that I do because it affects your life so much that you have no other choice. Yeah. But the critical thinking part of me is like, yeah, but the fucking numbers say it ain't going to work out. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a positive to be taken from all of it, though. You know what I mean? There's definitely things that I miss there. I, I mean... I don't think it's a secret. My wrestling career is slowly dwindling down, right? And so now there's a lot of times where I go to shows and I'm just not excited Mm -hmm. because I've been doing this forever. And it's like, I'm going to beat my body up again. Now I'm kind of like, oh, I really miss this. And Mm -hmm. for whatever little bit of time my body's going to let me continue to do it, I'm going to have to do it at 100 million miles an hour at this point because... Our, you know, I got to make up for a lost time. Yeah. Our, Remember our, the scene in Fight Club where Brad Pitt pulls the gun on the kid and then lets him go. And he's like, tomorrow he's going to have breakfast and it's going to be the best thing he's ever eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, so our bass player is 45 and he's on a number of occasions. Don't say that like it's death, you dick. But 45 in a local uh, heavy metal band is very different. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. I he should do something quality with his type, like do a podcast. About exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But he said a couple times, he goes, I don't know how much time I got left. And part of me is like, I don't think we're coming out of this with a bass player. Because the longer this goes on and the more he's used to just staying at home and not having to fucking deal with driving five hours round trip for band practice. Yeah. I I really, and that's the thing. And I think that's what a lot of people are. Um, Bender, I think you know exactly where my head, what I'm, my thought is right now on certain people and not having to do something and being like, well, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. We're going to stop. Um, yep. and it's not a bad thing. I mean, I guess if you come to a point where you realize you're done, you're done. But I also think some of us, Binder, you included myself, when I'm able to do what I do, I'm just like, like Corey said, I'm going to do it at a fucking million miles an hour because I got to make up for some lost time. Yeah. And like, I know the clock is ticking and you're in a, I, you're in a different position because someone is throwing you on your back all the time. I'm just <laughs> trying to not make my heart explode. Um, right so it's like yeah it's just i don't know it's the mindset and whatever um something that makes you reset your priorities and and figure out what is most important to you this is not a situation that that anybody deserves to have happen to them but it is kind of like that that this is that moment of oh shit things just got real and and when i come out the other side of this i'm going to be a changed person in certain ways you know, and, and, and that is hard. It is uncomfortable. It is it is life altering in a in a harsh way. But it but, can be looked at at the end of it, hopefully, as somewhat of an opportunity. But and I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think it depends on how you come out the other side is is what kind of person you are. Yeah. yeah, you can either choose. But right to now, we've got a lot of people you. we don't know are going to come out the other side. Right, you can let this defeat you, or you can let this make you a better person. Yeah, yeah I think I think the only regrets I'm going to have during this whole thing is not like 
taking advantage of the time, the extra time. My wife has had me doing the honeydew lists, you know, like I've gotten a year and a half's worth of projects done in a couple of weekends. I made a dog castle and now my wife was like, Hey, since you could do this, maybe you should do all this. And I'm like, well, I dug deep for a very specific situation to make this thing happen. I said, and now I'm making fucking rabbit castles and fucking shelves and shit. And what were you going to say, Corey? I see, I see it in your eye. No, no, I, I've got an extra hour and a half a day just from the drive that I, I'm not utilizing enough to make I get to, to sleep 45 changes. minutes more a morning because I don't have to shower and drive to work. Oh, man, I'm not sleeping. Oh, you don't do that. I do. But also, that. fucking Animal Crossing came around at exactly the wrong time for me to get anything out of this. <laughs> Christ. Um, with that, my bladder and the clock is saying we should probably wrap this up because I got to call yeah. uh, Dylan. Although, a plus side to this is we... Binder, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the shutdown. Yeah. Because I never, honestly, I never would have really met you in the capacity I met you if it wasn't for the shutdown and the need to do ACW uh, stuff over the over YouTube. So there, there's goods and there's bads. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is obviously a plus. It's been a joy getting to know you and stuff over the past uh, week, but two weeks, however fucking long it's been. Every, every day is a goddamn blur. Um, yeah. I wake <laughs> up and I rub my eyes and then I start drinking. So um, with that... We have to rate Blair Witch Project on our Mary Fuck Kill. Um, simply, uh, would you marry it? Would you fuck it? Would you kill it? Mary, do you want to keep it? Fuck it. Would you watch it once? Let her go. Kill her. Would you never watch it again? I have a feeling I know what Corey's going to do, but Bender is the guest. You have to make your decision first. Uh, I'm going to go fuck it. Really? So this is your pick, and you just, uh, yeah. just want to... You're, you you're allowed. Yeah. See, the problem is after watching it like you know we said it a couple of times i think the way that they built the story was cool and i think they tried to stay to a certain narrative and you know try to make it feel real and the ending still got me like i still got goosebumps a little bit the minute they went in the house but outside of that it was really difficult to like keep my attention especially now when there's eight billion things happening and i've got a phone in my hand that does everything yep, yep. you know 20 years ago i that obviously wasn't a thing. So I, I tend to, especially now, I, it's hard for me to just sit and watch something and not be checking an email or writing. So, you know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> good good for a, a one-time watch. Corey, how about you? Uh, when I texted yesterday crying on my toilet, uh, I was pretty sure it was it was very obvious I was going to kill this oh, fucking movie. I knew, but, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. On the other hand, coming at it from the conversation, I can't believe I've watched it a second time in a row. I, I did feel like there's what this movie achieved is a big deal. What this movie made in its legacy, as much as that legacy can be, you know, detracted from and say, well, the second one wasn't that great. Third one was cool, but didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is so incredible that I'm going to up my score to a fuck it. Fair enough. Um, makes perfect sense. I'm a solid fuck it. Uh, it's a really good movie, but I'm not going to like cancel plans to watch it ever again. Um, so, yeah. With that being I said... I do feel like it's one of those things that if I have the opportunity to introduce it to somebody who wasn't there for it before... If someone hasn't seen this movie before, they should probably just kill themselves. No, it... it 
somebody who, who wasn't around in the 90s. Those people exist. There are people younger than you, Matt. No. <laughs> I, I don't know that they would ever get what this movie was. Man, fuck you and your making sense. Yeah. Anyways, Bender, where can people find your wrestlings? Uh, ACWWisconsin.com. I don't know. I just pushed oh, the company. It? Okay. Well, uh, we're going to be doing more another... on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Nick Colucci on Facebook. We're going to be doing another live stream ACW on Sunday, 2 p.m. Central. Uh, what is it? The first three matches off of the best of five years? Five later? years. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I just I just play the man behind the magic, but I believe, Bender, you're there for all three matches doing it? Yeah, been... and one of them is I'm in. So oh, yeah. you get to, I, and I'm pretty sure that's before I, you know, like put on a bunch of weight. So I'm pretty oh, sure it's me and Trunks. I know you'll enjoy that. the way you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like to sit here. I, my wife and I scoot the futon up and we just play behind the scenes and watch you guys sweat as you try to talk to the internet <laughs> right uh cory how about you uh i'm just gonna forgo mine and say listen to the monster madness podcast <sighs> i really love it i love it a lot glad. glad someone likes it i hate doing it sure you do Shut the fuck up. I, I can't be like, yeah, it's so fucking cool. I'm on it. Uh, I get to talk about stuff. I went trip. I don't like it for time. you. I like your co-host. Oh, th- thank you. I'm gonna, that's the exact <laughs> answer I was looking for. It has nothing to do with me. Um, What about your wife? Hague underscore attack on Instagram. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of dicks, my buddy... Um, God, I don't know what which Instagram he uses. I think it's the Wisconsin Skinny on Instagram. Did a adult coloring book with a bunch of penises. So I bet your wife would really be into that. I'm uh, sure she would. That sounds awesome. Either that or it's Peter Kugel. Let me look. That's a that's a weird use case of your Crayola 64 pack, though. It's like, why is it just these three colors that you're all used down to the nubs? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. About. <laughs> I'll like, have to figure who, it out. Who but... goes through that much burnt sienna? <laughs> what? Why are dicks burnt sienna? Well, after. This is so weird. If you're doing it right. Anyways, look at Peter underscore cool on Instagram if you want to color in dicks. Uh, he's my tattoo artist. If you artist, want dicks, look up Peter. God damn it. He's the owner of Wisconsin Skinny. Uh, he's a, I know he's a sponsor for ACW because I basically told him he had to. Um but yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Matt the Lifeguard, uh, my other podcast, Monster Madness, Cast and the Furious with Matt Vincent, uh, my band, Drawn the Lifeguard. You've heard this all before. No one fucking cares. Uh, Bender, thank you very much. Um, I'm literally about to piss myself, so I'm trying to get through this really bad, uh, really quickly before my eyes start watering. Um, we will have you back, hopefully sooner than later. Um, yeah, it's been really good having you. Thank you. Uh, make sure you thank your wife for letting me take you from one night. <laughs> so, Will do. Yeah. So that's going to do it for another. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, stay scary, everybody.